Hello and welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester and in today's episode we are talking about Project Haystack. We're actually continuing a conversation together with Gareth and Scott around Project Haystack and Haystack Connect. So as I mentioned, I'm really lucky to be joined today by two special guests, Gareth Johnson, the Chief Software Architect at J2 Innovations, and Scott Munch, the VP of Customer Experience at J2 Innovations. Gareth, Scott, thanks so much for joining us. Hello, thank you. Thank you very much. We had a great conversation not long ago where we really talked about Project Haystack and you introduced really clearly some of the, the value, some of the, the secret source behind Project Haystack, what it is, and, and importantly, Scott, what it's not, um, and, and talked a little bit about what that enables us to do. For anyone that, out there that had the opportunity to listen to that episode, I'm sure they're excited to understand what's new. What's the latest with Project Haystack? Because these these projects, these models, these these collections of technologies don't happen overnight. It's a community that takes time to really build and grow. Uh, and recently we had Haystack Connect, if I understand correctly. And I wanted to ask you both, and maybe uh, Gareth, we start with you, to give us quickly your, your impressions, your thoughts, how you felt uh, during that conference and during the conversation. Oh, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a it was a wonderful conference. I've, I attended during the, the time of COVID. I attended a virtual Haystack Connect, but there's, there's nothing like being there in person. And I think with a like, what's really important with an open standard like Haystack is seeing the activity behind it. You know, because you you can have open standards, but they fizzle out, or there's not much to them, or you know, there's not much activity around them and stuff. And I think. What we saw with um, Haystack Connect this year, it was some some real innovation, um, some real uh, activity and buzz, and you know a lot of motivation to uh, to improve the standard, to develop new tools around the standard, and really move us forward uh, in a, in a very constructive way. And I, I you know even to the extent where I kind of saw saw different people trying to you know there's some various issues that people are trying to resolve. And they, there was, you know, there were some very, very healthy um, discussions uh, in, in perhaps different perspectives as well on how to solve some of those issues too. And I, I find that debate very engaging. And I, I thought that was a, a shows a, the hallmarks of a, a very healthy and uh, a lively standard um, and, and that people are innovating upon. So I was really, really pleased with it. Amazing. And Scott, for you? Yeah, for me, it was particularly kind of memorable in the sense that it's 10 years. Uh, Project Haystack was founded over 10 years ago, and I was at that very first conference. And I remember using words like imagine and in the future, uh, we hope for and things like that. And now you fast forward to 10 years later, and one of the messages was Haystack in the real world. And session after session after session was use cases and products and services and people saying how they're leveraging it. It was really neat to see that maturity and that penetration into the ecosystem and the creative ideas that people are using. Uh, I just came away with, wow, this has got a lot of really solid traction. There are people that are building entire careers <laughs> as well as products and, and companies on it. Um, I, I remember one that was very memorable where there was actually a company, um, almost like a religion, uh, a, a company standard, if you will, that everything they do will be based on data. 
And that was like the unifying factor. And then all the other things around the company were uh, built to support that, that, uh, that central focus. So that was just amazing to see. Um, other things that I saw was some of the energy looking forward, which is some of the topics we can talk about today, um, that it continues to evolve and it continues to evolve in a really positive way. Perfect. Hey, from both of you, I hear a lot of excitement. Uh, I hear a lot of energy. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Gareth, uh, there, there are many standards and there have been many standards uh, and, and some of them f- thrive and flourish and some of them uh, fade and, and die, let's call it, to, to put it bluntly. Uh, and it's great to hear that the, the Project Haystack and the Haystack approach is not one of those. Uh, you know, really starting to become real, as you, as you mentioned, Scott, and really starting to find traction and people building careers. This is a, this is a quite a, a revelation, let's call it, that something is really becoming a, a powerful force. Now, as you mentioned, Scott, <coughs> excuse me, uh, something like Project Haystack is never finished. It continues to grow. It looks towards the future. And there's a couple of projects that I know both of you found a lot of energy and excitement in uh, and that we wanted to talk a little bit about today. There's Building Motif and Zito. Let's start with Zito. I think, Scott, uh, something that you particularly connected with during that conference. Yeah, indeed, because kind of my my background as a system integrator uh, role was about trying to get jobs done in an efficient way, get them done accurately so there's no mistakes. And standards help because it, it got the, the devices talking to each other. And in the early days, we you know used naming conventions, but boy, standards have taken it to the next level with what we call templates, for instance, in the, in the FIN framework. And as we look at the project Haystack relative to that focus uh, in Haystack 4.0, there was a concept called protos or prototypes. And so imagine a a model of a VAV is now well-defined and it has these points, uh, discharge error, uh, damper, actuator, uh, hot water valve as an example. So we all agree to agree not only to the standard of what metadata gets added to those points, but now how they get assembled into a bigger entity. And... um, this is really significant when it comes to actually creating solutions that are um, easy to use and uh, not time consuming. And it also opens the door to democratization, which we talked about in the earlier episode, where you have this kind of plug and play because those templates enable that. And what this leads up to is the next level of that concept, which is Project Zeto. Uh, the idea there is there's a concept called specs. And a spec is really kind of the next generation of a prototype where not only is it defined in the standard, but it's actually defined in the programming tools. So there's actually a reference design that can be extended through various languages. And so if you're a developer or if you're a user of a, of a tool set, you could actually grab one of these specs from a library called VAVs, and it would have inheritance all the way back down the tool chain to the standard. So there's no um, room for interpretation. It's, it's always going to be right, which is just really cool. And then the other side of that, which is probably the more important rather than the technical, is the business side of it. These, um, these libraries of specifications would be readily available to be used in validation tools. So part of Project Zeto 
which is funded by the Department of uh, energy here in the United States is to come up with a validation capability for tagged and semantic, semantically tagged data. And so imagine you, you're able to engineer a job using these templates. So generally, it's going to be almost 100% right. Uh, if you, for some reason, mess something up, you would run it through this validation software and it would say, hey, you forgot this tag, Scott, or this relationship needs to be reinforced. And so in my mind, it's kind of like where we are going with some of the device standards, like BTL verifies that this device talks to this device. But when we get to the data model, what we're talking about is this data model talks to these applications in a standard way, and now we can validate it. And so stay tuned, it's a multi-year project. And we're just kind of getting started with the first kind of iteration of the technology. But I think there's room for excitement there because it's a natural evolution of our industry. Uh, and, and quite an undertaking, I imagine. Yeah, I'd say, um, yeah, as you know, is, um, I think Scott gave a very, very good introduction on what Zito is there. And I think, you know, the, 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 the two main takeaways from it are it enables you to elegantly define a shape of something, you know? So if we're talking about that VAV, we're talking about all the, you know, the inputs and outputs, everything it's got connected to that VAV, and we're, we're talking, we're describing a shape of something. And once we've just evidently be able to, to describe a shape of something, we can we can validate that data. And data validation is is critically important. It's the thing when you've when you've got something like Haystack or, or any any data model, to be honest with you. You, you need to make sure that the, the way those tags have been used, that they are being used in the correct way and there's nothing missing because if there's something missing, it could cause problems if you're running a, like a control algorithm against uh, something to solve a particular problem. That data is important. It needs consistency is really important. So forming shapes and uh, validating data that's there so you have a consistent data model that is uh, not full of errors and so forth not missing anything is really important and that's what zito really is because that that it's difficult you know as, as uh, you know you need a you need a good set of tools and technologies uh where you know even if you're a software developer you know you need some way to be able to visualize these shapes so so zito kind of helps address that as well the the um the specs that you were talking about there scott they give an elegant way that you can kind of define what these shapes are. And that's something I haven't seen in Haystack before, to be honest with you. The Haystack 4 had something, uh, something has something called defs as well. It's a little bit more difficult to, to use when defining a shape of something. It's, it's you know, like in, when J2, when we work with a new customer, customers, they want to be able to model different things in different ways uh, sometimes. So, um, you know, having a way, a better way to be able to uh, do that data model modeling and validation is something that Zito provides. So again, it's very good. Um, this again, you know, hopefully to, you know, your, your SIs and out there, this will be something which is just the, the tools that you utilize use. Again, it's a technology that you don't necessarily need to go out and understand yourself, but you will be able to understand the benefits by having really first-class templating so you can engineer jobs easier and quicker and also having validation tools to make sure that all the data that you've got there is, is valid too. So I think it offers, um, you know, um, some some really uh, interesting 
uh, possibilities for our industry. I think there's a there's one thing that does get missed from Zito as well. It offers simplified querying as well. So once you've got that uh, data model uh, validated, uh, another really nice feature of it is that it really does make querying that data a lot easier too. Yeah, that's a good point because we've talked about different personas and we often say the data scientists or the, the analyst and so forth. And they're really good with queries. You know, they've kind of figured out the syntax. But there's other audiences like end users, system integrator, and uh, energy managers. And for them to be able to use kind of plain English, uh, give me all the energy usage caused by my chiller plant feeding my chill water coils. Um, those are plain English specs that could be pulled out into a query uh, through the tools utilizing Zeto. So excellent point. And, and a huge step forward. Right? As, as you say, the not only do you have this technology that sits in the background that, that supports uh, people through that engineering process, the commissioning process, the verification means that then what is deployed is really working and connected how it should be. But if you start to also deliver through that operational phase, uh, you know the, the the poor person who who has to look after the security system and the, the the lighting system and the building management system and cut keys and and uh, let people in after hours can also use plain English to find out some information is a huge step uh, beyond what you described at the start, Scott, which was naming conventions because often naming conventions are are actually quite cryptic uh, and they don't always help you find the information unless you're inside the you know, in, in the in crowd somehow, and you know what these these uh, these conventions mean. Um, Gareth, you had some projects also that you're interested in. I think you mentioned one building motif to us. Could you give us an introduction there of, of uh, that project? Sure. Um, well, there. Well, first of all, you know there were there was many many different projects. Um, project has that one of them was building motif. I thought that was really really interesting, which is a a building metadata ontology interoperability interoperability framework and um yeah i know it's a big mouthful isn't it but the first thing to understand about zito is you know it it's very got some very very powerful tools for doing data validation um you know it it simplifies quite a few things uh, in order to to do that data validation works really well with haystack but you know it's important to also acknowledge the fact that you know outside the world of haystack there's this thing called the semantic web you know, where people have already kind of, uh, you know, uh, have other solutions for kind of uh, data modeling using something like RDF and also uh, uh, validation as well. You know, like the shape, const the shape constraint language as well enables you to kind of uh, shackle. Uh, to, shackle, you know, yes. I love these acronyms. I know. But they're quite, they are for, they, you know, those, those technologies are, you know, very much for the data scientists and so forth. There's quite a lot to them. And I think, I think Zito as a software developer is a little bit more approachable in my opinion. Uh, Haystack is very much a software developer practitioner's toolkit, shall we say, um, which is great. Um, but, you know, a building motif uh, from what I've seen now, it's, it's, you know, it brings in Haystack, it brings in Brick, it brings in uh, that technology together just to make it, try and make it a bit easier to uh, work with uh, standardized semantic data. It, it, it's really trying to bridge the gap between these popular ontologies. So that was very, very interesting. Um, so, you know, it was good to kind of see some different perspectives on data validation. And it, it's very, very important to kind of acknowledge that there are multiple technologies out there that, that do this. And I think especially for the data scientist crowd, you know, that's, that's really important. So, you know, that, 
that's something that's uh, evolving and developing all the time, which I find interesting. Another thing which uh, which was really cool to see, which I love to see at the Haystack uh, Connect conference are the different working groups because there's always new tags uh, and it's really great for people to be able to stand up and kind of describe their working group, what they've been doing and the problem they're trying to solve and really make everyone aware of that conversation because not everyone's involved in every working group. So it's it's good to kind of hear it, you know, straight from the horse's mouth really on the problem they're trying to solve and why. And I think, you know, those those contributions as well are always very, very welcome and, and really add to a very well-rounded conference in terms of the technology. You know, you've got something like Zito, which was the big new shiny thing, but there's there's many, many other things happening in Haystack as well which are really exciting and if not equally as important overall to the overall direction of the standard. And uh, understand. And uh, the last question I had for both of you, and I already know the, the answer, how, how does the future look? All of these exciting projects, all of these developments, whether they're the, the, the big revolutionary functionality, whether it's the small thing that fills a gap that, make, that makes uh, the, the overall project more robust, how, how does the, the future feel? for you and 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 how does the excitement build after a conference like this for next year and the year after as you start to see some of these work groups really finalize the, their activities and bring this into the standard scott let's start with you i think the biggest word that came in to mind for me was collaboration uh, right after the the connect event the haystack connect event was another major industry uh, trade show. And I sat on a, a panel and I had Brick, I had the labs, I had ASHRAE, all the different standard bodies all agreeing and shaking their head up and down saying, yes, this needs to happen. And so let's all come together. Let's find all of our similarities because there's a ton of them. Let's leverage our uh, unique pieces that we have that might be market or audience specific. And um, let's ignore the bloggers that use words like protocol wars or data wars or things like that, because that's just that's just hype. That's not the real. That's not the reality. Um, sitting on this panel, I could feel the cooperation. I could feel the positive energy across all different uh, angles to this problem. So, if that's one word, um, cooperation is is really what the future is about. Thank you, Scott. Same for you, Gareth. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with Scott. I think cooperation is critically important there. Um, I think, you know, there, there is definitely a, a lot of people motivated in trying to share data and coming coming to a standard there, especially with everything that's happening with the climate crisis. You know, there, there's even uh, there's a, a great motivation to be able to do that. I also think there's kind of um, what I, you know, what I saw with uh, Zito as well, was um, you know the the idea of building these templates, these shapes of data into a library as well. I think you know sharing that and making that openly available, I thought was a really good idea. And that's kind of outside of Zito, I would say. It's kind of more of a more of a website or websites that would run where you could kind of access kind of Zito specs and utilize them in your tools. But the, the idea again there is sharing and making it easier and to engineer and commission these systems, having a better understanding about how they're tagged and so forth and dealing with all that. So I think that's definitely um, more templating and easier to, to commission there using this technology is, is, is something I see there also. 
but um you know it was definitely a lot of um uh, uh, positivity around kind of moving those standards forward and a greater working together there and everyone being aware of it more, far more aware than ever you know that 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 tree offers a, a large amount of value and it's critically important that you know it, we, we're not just going to have haystack we're not just going to have brick we've <laughs> we have got these different standards and you know in siemens we've got like um, you, know, uh, you know different ontologies for different siemens across the whole siemens business as well so you know there is real motivation to understand how to use those technologies and have them bring together and work together to deliver an enormous amount of value yeah i understand and, and hey for the last comment for me i think similar to communication protocols these standards many many exist because there are many applications and you you mentioned that scott different target audiences different purposes different industries different vertical applications so so the the natural requirement of these different parts of the industry will develop different requirements and therefore different standards so there is no one answer to all those questions but the collaboration is the opportunity for us to leverage all of those unique pieces, as you mentioned, and also recognize and, and collaborate on the, the similarities to find clear ways through this, uh, like, like we do in so many other cases across the industry. Uh, Scott, Gareth, uh, thanks so much. Uh, second conversation, uh, I feel like we should have some more, to be honest, but that's not my call, that's yours. But hey, thanks so much for today, for sharing your time and sharing your expertise. It's really much appreciated. Always a pleasure, real fun time. You're welcome. Uh, and also a huge thank you to anyone who is listening out there. Please remember to like, share, comment this episode. Remember to subscribe, whichever platform you found this episode on. Remember to check out the first discussion I had together with Scott and Gareth if you're interested in a little bit more of the fundamentals and the starting point when we talk about Project Haystack. But apart from that, also keep your eyes out every two to three weeks, new episodes talking about all new things and all things buildings and, and infrastructure moving forward. So thank you so much for spending your time with us as well. And we'll see you very soon.